Hello and welcome to the Digital Insight, the technology and supply chain podcast that delivers valuable C-level perspective into the core issues surrounding business transformation and digital disruption. Each episode will bring you the most inspiring executive insights from those leading transformation strategies within the world's biggest and best known companies. The Digital Insight, disrupt, transform, evolve. Welcome to the Digital Insight, the official podcast series for CPO Strategy and Interface Magazines. In today's episode, I speak with Mike Dargan, Group CIO of UBS, the world's largest wealth manager. Today's episode is the second in a series of interviews with Mike Dargan as we explore how UBS is shifting its digital strategy and transforming itself into a truly digital bank. We also look at agile transformation, engineering culture, and how this is changing the way UBS is delivering technology for its clients. So Mike, welcome to the Digital Insight. Thank you very much. So, Mike, the last time you were on the podcast, of course, we spoke about the digital transformation strategy and particularly, you know, culture and obviously the pillars of that. And we want to look a little bit further at culture. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about what's been going on within UBS's technology division, you know, when it comes to that shifting of team culture? Absolutely. I mean, at UBS, the focus on the culture of our technology team um, has been something that's that's really been huge. So we see culture as the platform on which we ultimately do everything else. If we have the right culture, we can deliver on strategy, we can innovate, we can execute, we can therefore deliver great products and services um, for our stakeholders and therefore for our clients. Now, like any platform, culture needs to be tweaked, maintained. So um, some of the things we've done from a culture standpoint, we can cover off in much more detail um, today. And, and sticking with culture just a little bit more uh, for a quick second, um, one thing I'm always curious about with you know any conversation regarding a cultural change is that effectively you're almost asking people to work almost in an entirely different way to what they're used to. Um, what kind of I don't use the word resistance, but what kind of challenge does that throw up? Because obviously you are dealing with you know no two people will respond the same way to any form of change. So how do you kind of factor that into the sort of yeah this transformation? In some ways, I, I wouldn't call it a, a transformation. I think culture is something that is precious. The culture at UBS is good and special, but I think we always look to evolve a culture. So what we've done over the last couple of years is we've stepped up the focus on our engineers. So we've designed programs to raise their profile within the firm. We've developed a technical career track. Um, we've given them much more responsibility. So um, we've launched a distinguished engineer program. It has three levels, um, distinguished engineers, distinguished um, fellows, um, and then certified engineers, which really lets engineers progress along a technical career path, if you like, rather than a managerial one. It also recognizes technical achievements um, with things like badges. And in the first 24 hours of launch, we were really overwhelmed by the demand. So we had 600 people register in the, in the first day. And things like that show us that there is massive demand by our engineering talent and that they want to um, focus on building things and, and really solving problems. Yeah. And, and how does that approach then sort of tie into a, a wider vision of UBS sort of becoming something of an engineering powerhouse? So technology at UBS is, is critically important. It's a, it's a very large part of UBS overall. Now, the core of UBS will and will be in, will continue is and will continue to be banking, but I think banking will transform more and more to be digital interaction, technology-enabled, et cetera. So the, the importance and power of what the engineers do directly and in the background will become more and more important. 
And something that we've spoken about before, and I've read in one of your one of your articles, is the sort of concept and the idea of being agile. And obviously, being agile is something that a number of people, when talking about transformation, when embarking on these digital journeys, you know, it's it's a word that pops up again and again and again, and it, almost to the point where it seems like some sort of mythical, you know, this kind of superior thing that just doesn't. It's quite everyone would love to get it, but <clears throat> but it means so much to so many different people. What does, you know, sort of uh, agile mean to you and what kind of things are you doing to sort of take this agile approach? Yeah, I mean, I've written and talked about this quite a lot where in some ways I dislike the word, but in some ways I love the word. So we need to, as an organization, move more and more to being agile. But what does that mean? We want to have um, expedited delivery done in combination with our partners and really having teams of engineers sit with business product owners um, and really drive things together. So they need to sit together under a shared vision for that product, um, understand the same challenges and opportunities, and then build the best possible solution for our clients. Now, we're doing that in different ways. In the investment bank, we've got um, hybrid pods, which is a model that puts co-development with um, business and technology um, together. And really, I mean, I think the way this has been launched is, is pretty cool. So it does away with the concept of us in tech and them in the business, but it's really about shared ownership to deliver products. And it's, it's working. Teams are happier, outcomes are better, new products are emerging faster, and iterative improvements are happening um, effectively all the time. In the digital factories, which we have across the globe, um, these are really well established across a lot of industries, but we are seeing a lot of success with the adoption of this model in, in wealth management. And the proof point is is in what is actually happening. So we've done um, almost 100,000 releases to prod through this year, which is um, over 10% more than last year. And so we are getting um, more done, better, faster, cheaper. Absolutely. And I'm sort of jumping here and there then. But going back to, um, you know, we talked about engineers um, and we talked about that kind of culture of engineers. One thing, of course, you referred to was sort of how this certified engineers program. And you said it there as well about how things are being well received. You know, the, the proof is there. You know, the proof points are there that what's happening is is right and what's happening is bringing greater value. What are other things, sort of other key examples where you can call them successes and you can say, yeah, look, this is actually proof that this approach that we're taking, this, whether it is a technology approach, whether it is a cultural approach, that these things that we're changing, these things that we're doing, they're working and they're bringing greater value. Yeah, so within culture overall, I'd, I'd say there's, there's three main um, pillars to what we're doing. So there's culture and leadership overall, there's agile practices, but also then what we do around the third piece, diversity and learning. So if I pick each of those, um, on the leadership and, and culture side specifically, we ran a, a hackathon earlier this year. And that hackathon, um, the winning team developed a, a platform or a marketplace for reusing code and other solutions called Agora. Now, reuse is a big strategic priority for us because it doesn't just make us more efficient in the long term it ultimately makes the quality of our software much better. Now, this was a product for engineers, built by engineers and has massive support. And we changed the hackathon substantially this year that it focuses on tech overall. We've also been running digital summits across 
um, the world. So we've done these in, in London, in New York, in India, um, in Asia, um, and we plan to do Switzerland in, in the new year, um, where we show, showcase everything happening. Um, I think that the third piece in here would be um, CSR. So what we do around um, corporate social responsibility. So we've done almost 10,000 hours of, of volunteering. I think we had a thousand tech volunteers out in India alone. And those things are, are massively important. Um, Agile, we've spoken about quite a lot. The, the other one I'd pick up would be um, diversity and learning. So we've rolled out O'Reilly and Coursera. Um, we've done about 50,000 hours of, of learning overall. And then the, the two other pieces I think import, are important here would be um, women in tech. So how do we increase that senior female headcount or female headcount overall um, and bring more diversity into the team as well as junior talent. So we've increased what we've done on the junior talent side as well as trained up 150 plus grads on the ABCDE framework. Oh, that, that sounds fantastic and we will pick up a little bit more on that sort of part of it in a moment. But just going back for a second, then, you know, you talked about um, a hackathon and I've covered uh, hackathons and sort of different industries and when i speak to people about what they hope to achieve and what they hope to learn from these hackathons it's always interesting it's always fascinating because it's a concept that again it sounds like something you'd it's sort of science fiction almost so it's something that wouldn't exist in real life and then so and, and this sort of links i guess nicely into um the kind of knowledge exchange you know, the the pods for example you mentioned earlier about sort of that kind of shared almost ecosystem of people that have these different approaches and different understandings of tech talk to me a little bit about what a hackathon i guess what it, what it is in effect and and how it really challenges the way of thinking and, and brings new approaches and new understandings to things that perhaps you might not have done previously yeah, so the hackathon here at UBS had um, a little over 600 global participants as people coming together over a very short time period, focusing on the solution, bringing the solution together, spinning up a solution um, uh, overall. Um, now, these are done in different industries, different environments. They can be done for hiring. They can be done for just um, cracking up a solution. Um, but these are something that I think is a really cool way to get people focused, involved, and bring that culture, if you like, almost back to the day-to-day. -day. No, absolutely. And then looking at then, of course, what you said then about diversity, um, and you know, you talked about obviously women, and then you also talked about essentially future workforces. Now, obviously, when we talk about transformation or we talk about any form of change in in any sort of business scope, it kind of always seems to focus on the technology or the operating model. And, and as we've spoken already, the culture is a huge thing. Talk to me a little bit more about that then in the sense that you are preparing for the future by empowering the younger generations today so that when you know people like yourself retire and this current generation of workers, you have this new newer generation that are well equipped, that they have, you know, new innovative ways of thinking and that they've they've grown up grown up in the business at a time where you are doing more to empower them so that when they become in charge, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, I mean, I think some of this is always looking to learn and evolve what happens, um, almost irrespective of, of age in some regard. So I think the, the most important piece around a culture is how it evolves and how people learn and adapt. Now, that I think is important almost at, at any age. Empowerment, I think, is increasingly important. 
I think we are due to see a lot of change powered by technology within banking overall. I mean, we're seeing it um, in all areas. The banking landscape is evolving fast, and we need to make sure that our digital strategy enables us to stay um, competitive. And sort of looking then broadly, and also looking towards the future then, as part of a kind of a change and a, a digital strategy, it's not going to just suddenly stop one day and everything's finished and all, all the goals you wanted to achieve have been achieved and you can sit back and put your feet up. Obviously, there's going to be constant flux. It's going to constantly change. Talk to me a little bit about you know where you are along this journey. Um, and obviously, you can already look at successes and results and say, yep, we're doing well. But what does the future hold in terms of, well, where do you go from here? How do you make sure that you build on what you've learned so far and that you continuously learn, continuously challenge you know, yourselves so that you are growing you know, continuously? I think the onus for every individual, for every leader, for every participant is um, evolving and learning. So I think there are many aspects where the industry will change. There are many aspects we know about. There are many aspects we don't know about. Um, there will be new technologies and or ways to use those technologies. So I think it's also, you know, not to get too buzzwordy, but being very nimble and flexible is is the most important. So what about you personally then, from a both a personal and professional standpoint, how do you ensure that you are in tune with what's happening in what is a, a rapidly evolving you know, market and, and workspace? How do you ensure that you stay ahead of that as much as possible? So I think in many regards, I'm quite lucky and privileged in the role I have. I get to meet many people. I get to see different things. I get to experience different things and learn from many different people. And those people can be inside of UBS, either people we've hired recently or um, people within UBS who have got um, many, many years of experience or new ways of, of looking at things. Um, now, the other thing we've done recently is we ran the Future Finance campaign. This was done across uh, a number of locations, Zurich, Singapore, New York. We were in contact with 2,000 startups. We received 400 proposals, and we really got quite deep with those fintechs to get a different perspective on how things operate. And I guess then my, my final question for you, and you've already talked about a key thing for people is to kind of adopt it, sort of be, be as nimble as possible. But if you could give somebody a, you know, one piece of advice to try and remain successful, obviously there's no one way that works for everybody, but if you could give a sort of a, a, yeah, a piece of advice to someone who's embarking on a digital transformation or they're undergoing this sort of this kind of journey, what you think is, is kind of key to, if not necessarily guarantee success, but to sort of ensure that they're going down the right path. I think there's there's really two parts. The first is be curious, uh, find out what you can what you can learn, what you can experience, what you can do, what you can question about how you operate and how others operate, and how you can bring that into what you do. And the second, and I give this advice a lot, is um, in terms of just general leadership, is how do you continue to be a better version of yourself, not someone else, but yourself? How, how do you continually self-improve the person you are and you want to be. Thank you for listening to the Digital Insight Podcast in association with TheInterface.net and CPOStrategy.com. The Digital Insight is brought to you by B2E Media Limited. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. And don't forget to check out our podcast archive at www.b2e-media.com slash podcast.